from the halls of Heartland in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Welcome to the bonus content podcast, Summer Slice Edition. Thanks for tuning in to hear Sarah, Brent, and Dugan give the weekend update, share a slow jam summer tip, and answer the Summer Slice question of the week. And now, here's your hosts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bonus content podcast, Summer Slice Edition. We are officially in August, the last month of summer. Brent is yawning and rubbing his eyes like Again? a happy toddler. I know. You guys, today has already been such can a you, long can, day. Can you just amp it up for the podcast? I feel like I you know. come here to I get nap. excited. I get excited when we get going, but okay. it's your intros that are like... I, they're not very fun. Oh, I need you to come with some like something. Fired. I need you to come wow. with something that's gonna get me. You know, even my whole like what? Like that doesn't, that <laughs> no. doesn't do anything. For I need like it makes a, him yawn. It just makes him sleep. I need like a, a hook, like a on today's episode. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like a like a promo. You want me to promo? Yeah, okay. like promo. And All then right. I'm in it. I'm ready to okay. go. Do you hear this? This is me getting excited. I'm gonna try. All right. It. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonus content podcast. We've got quite an episode for you today. We have Sarah Reese, Brent Decker, Dugan Trabandi, Matthew, or blessing Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, come a blessing. Yeah, I like this. Behind the, <laughs> behind the scenes. We're going to talk about the weekend update. We're going to give you a Summer Slice question of the week. Ooh. Maybe a quick tip. We'll see if we have time. Otherwise, thanks for joining us here on the Bonus Content Podcast. That was perfect. Was that good? Yes. I, I don't know if that. I could do that wow. every time, though. I mean, that was amazing that you did that on see? the spot. See? Did you our listeners going up right now as we a see. listenership yeah. are the going, phone lines two this week. The phone lines are lighting people. up. <laughs> Calls are flooding in. <laughs> Did you know I used to like work in voiceover. radio, like voiceover work? I feel and like recording I knew that. and broadcasting. Oh, yeah. No, I did not know that. I can yawn silently because I had to learn how to do it when we were recording. Like, we just stop talking about yawning because now oh, I feel true. one coming on, and uh, I'm like uh, not prepared uh, for that. I got a lot. I got a big day ahead of me. So. We should see who can yawn the quietest. You've gotten good at it, Brent, because you do it all the time. Oh, gosh, Brent. Stop <laughs> it. I just did one. Oh, you did all, right. all right. Let's, let's get rock and roll. Let's so, do it. Let's uh, get going with our weekend update. All right. This weekend, we had our very own Jacob Frost. Is Jacob his full name? I think it, I think it might just be Jake. Actually. I think it might just be Jake. I think that Jake. is his full name. Hmm. So we I've should call him actually... J for short. Go Jacob to Jake, and then you go Jake How to about J. JF. Jif. Jif. Jif? No. Let's call him Jif. No. Hey, Jif. No. Hey, Skippy. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Jake Fry brought it, and he gave me kind of a teaser with his teaching. Okay. Bless you, right? Okay. Uh, he kind of gave me a teaser for his teaching, and I had never heard this insight but how he talked about like the the Greek word used in in the the when Jesus was talking isn't it wasn't always like hey I'm gonna sever this vine it was to lift up I just thought that was so interesting I thought that was so cool that it was like you know typically we've heard that passage taught it's like all right for those who are terrible people God's gonna sever them from the vine but part of the language denoted lifting up into the light to receive more nourishment when things might be tough as long as we remain in him. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I think what really stood out to me. Did, did you listen to it? I did listen oh, okay. to it, but I feel like, I don't know, like there's just, there's a lot that happens in my brain sometimes <laughs> in teachings. No, and, that's fair. That's good. Yeah. So I think for me, it was like the, what did it, he talked about like the joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, like all the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. that when they come from Jesus are not affected by our circumstances. And I mm, think, cause yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, well I feel joy, but then I feel joy because of my circumstances. I feel joy because of this reason, yeah. but instead of it just being because it's coming from Jesus, I have this supernatural joy in a time where it doesn't make sense or, or peace. Like I've experienced that mm-hmm. a few times in my own life where I've had just a crazy amount of peace in a season that made no sense for me mm-hmm. to have peace. Yeah. So I think that really was such a good reminder for me this week of yeah. like when it comes from Jesus, it's not affected by our circumstances. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Shoot. I'm glad that happens to you too. Man, it was going to be happens so, to me. Oh, it's I always was, like the most epic thing. I was that just you're gonna too say. engaged <laughs> in listening to you. I shouldn't listen instead of listening. I should think about what I'm going to say oh, okay. instead of listening yes, to what you're going to say. True. No, that was really good. Um, I, I'll try to think of what I was going to say. Shoot. Um, and yeah, we had communion. We had mm-hmm. worship was really good. We had tropical drinks. Yeah. Those, those were flying like hotcakes. My goodness. Yeah. People yeah. liked the uh, the Heartland one, the Heartland version. Of well, because one of my daughters took like five of them. So I think that's why they She's were like, flying. Like, two of she both. just kept like taking them. I was like, okay, you need to stop. Like you get one. You get one. <laughs> Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay, okay. Because you you were talking about... So I was listening... I've, I've listened to this podcast. Brent, did you listen to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast? Yeah, not all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really fascinating podcast put out by Christianity Today uh, about uh, Mars Hill out in Seattle, Mark Driscoll's church, and kind of... I mean, I mean their rise and fall, basically. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy listening to that kind of stuff as a pastor, at, having been a Christian and church member slash employee at a bunch of different churches for my entire life. So I always like, like listening to those. I feel like I learn a lot. I'm challenged. I don't always agree, which helps me kind of solidify my position. So they're just really thought-provoking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that Christianity Today did it, I thought was really great. In fact, one episode they devoted to controversy within Christianity Today. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're like, we're not, we're not, we don't want to be hypocritical and talk about other people's feelings and ignore our own. So they devoted a whole episode to like, here's how we're handling and what we've learned and all that. So anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it was Tim Keller. They had a whole ep- whole episode where they interviewed Tim Keller. And he said something so, so interesting, kind of in the context of um, church leadership and how oftentimes pastors, um, you know, he, he was talking about talking to a friend who was a pastor, but also was uh, having an affair for a whole bunch of years. And mm. he remembered asking him, like, how, how did your brain and spirit live with those two things, yeah. you know, being a, a pastor and so, but he talked about the whole conversation. It was very, very interesting. But one of the things he said is we too often confuse um, the fruit of ministry mm-hmm. with our own personal fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So the example he gave was, um, you know, if you're leading a successful ministry or church or Bible study or small group, or you fill in the blank, mm-hmm. Um, that can sometimes, because that's like outward, that's what people see. You know, you might be fooling people. That's the kind of perception you might even fool yourself to think, okay, well, God's still with me. God's working. Look at all this fruit that's being bore. 
However, that is not connected necessarily to your own fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. which is peace, gentleness, patience, self-control, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I mean, I myself do can understand this from experience that, you know, you can be living a life where God is producing fruit through your work and through your efforts, mm-hmm. even if you as a follower of Jesus are not in him and not producing fruit in your own life. And that's what gets you into trouble. Like mm-hmm. that, that's where it can, can get you into trouble because yeah. you can, you can, you know, for lack of a better term, compartmentalize that fruit with this fruit. But the, the outward fruit that all the, everybody sees almost convinces you like, okay, well I'm still good. Like look at all mm-hmm. the good stuff that uh-huh. God is doing through my, my job and through my life or whatever. And that can take your focus off, you know, embracing the denial of like, but I'm not bearing any fruit yeah. in myself in the way that the Holy Spirit should be. But it doesn't matter because everybody thinks I'm doing fine because look at all the outward fruit that's yeah. happening. Anyway, so that Jake and I talked a little bit about that, and I, I've been very challenged by that mm-hmm. concept, I thought. Well, One, two, oh, sorry. I was no, just going to say, and if you're curious, just ask the people like actually up close to you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like the people that they're the are only not, ones that see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are not like, not full. Because I honestly think, like you're saying, it doesn't happen in a way that's like, I'm trying to be this way or hide or like sometimes hiding. But I think a lot of times, yeah, it is. You just, it, especially being working for the church, mm-hmm. you can easily slip into that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that unfortunately happens time and time again with, with, I guess I'll just speak specifically to pastors where when the outward fruit is so obvious yep. and successful, um, yeah, it's very easy to ignore the red flags kind of in your own spirit. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, well, clearly God is moving and we're growing bigger and like more baptisms yep. and, and all that's good. And, and it's all genuine. I'm not saying any of that's like under false pretenses mm-hmm. or whatever, but you know, all of a sudden pastors will get to a point where they're either just like burned out mm-hmm you know, want nothing to do with ministry because they've just run themselves completely dry and or get to a point where, and again, you know, I've experienced, well, this to a degree, not necessarily because of ministry, but, or get to a point where because they're getting so burned out and not taking time to like focus on themselves and their own fruit, Mm -hmm. they'll turn to like Mm self-medication or, um, you know, inappropriate relationships or whatever, like turn to that to try to make up for the internal pain that they're justifying by going, well, look at all the external success. Yep. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, to your point, Brent, like all the people on the outside, when all they see is the outward fruit, yep. they're, they, they're not going to question, they're not going to challenge. Mm-hmm. If somebody bad mouths, they're going to defend. It is only those select few that are not, are, know you for real, see the actual fruit, spirit, fruit of the spirit in your life and have the guts to say, yep. here's something I see that I really think you need to pay attention to. And then, you know, for you to have the, courage and humility to hear that and go, yeah, I need to change yeah. some things. Well, and it's important for us to have those people in our own lives that can hold us accountable, that we give them the authority to right. speak into our lives, good or bad. Yeah. I mean, I know I've got that. I know you've got that. I know you've got that as well, that it just, mm-hmm. it is something that you have to hand over to other people to mm-hmm. love you well, to call out mm-hmm. things when they might not be going well, or if they see something in you that they're like, I'm not sure, like, where is this coming from? What's your heart behind this? And maybe your heart is good, but maybe it's good to like dig a little deeper into mm-hmm. certain things or, yeah. you know, kind of figure that out. And I think a lot of times we don't keep people that authority. We don't let people, yeah. cause it's like, oh, well, I just, 
I just like the facade. I like the, yeah. you know, I like just believing that my heart and my intentions and my work is just like all good mm-hmm. yeah. when it may not be. It may mm-hmm. have a little skew of, you know, selfishness or self-serving or, or whatever that looks like. So, And I like that you said that because there, I do think there is a level of giving permission, giving authority mm-hmm. that is a really scary yes. thing to oh, do, yeah. like yeah, a yeah. super yeah. risky thing to do because they'll answer you. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really appropriate to, at bare minimum, have a conversation to go, I, I want to give you full permission to like challenge, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, s- s- tell me what you see, seek to understand. You know, I might be defensive. I might not love it, but I just want to get, and even further than that, maybe take it a step further and just ask the question, is there anything in me that you see that mm-hmm. doesn't seem healthy or seems like a red flag or yeah. like, I mean, again, that's a scary question mm-hmm. because almost anybody, especially if you're close and you love someone, could, you could probably say, well, you know, this might be a small thing, but I kind of notice this mm-hmm. pattern or this mm-hmm. attitude yeah. or that, you know. So, yeah, that's yeah. I like that you say that, that there's a it's not just like, well, I have a bunch of friends. They can tell me if they want. It's like, well, if, if we yeah. don't want to hear it, you're going to act like you don't want to hear it. And yeah. sometimes it takes that step to yeah. give them authority. Give uh-huh. them permission, yeah, it's speaking out that question. authority, yeah. too, because yeah. you can't just assume that, oh, well, if they see something in me, they'll say they'll something say like, I mean, for or I know personally it's been a conversation of accountability of, Hey, like if you see something in me, if you see me heading in a direction or you're making choices or whatever that is, that is not honoring to my family, my values, God, my faith, you know, like Mm -hmm. all of that, then please speak it out because you know, as hard as it might be to hear it, Mm -hmm. I I want to, I want to always be doing my best to honor God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was a good message by Jay. (laughs) It inspired these kind of, I hope you had these kind of conversations on the drive home. Um, Yeah, it's good. I encourage you to to go listen to it. And it was our final summer at Heartland. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we Mm -hmm. are done with new series. Summer at Heartland. Brand new series kicking off this weekend entitled What's So Amazing About Grace? And we'll be. Showing some baptism testimony videos oh my each gosh. week. They and are those are awesome. Obviously, always so great. So yeah, so that series will awesome. lead us up to baptism on August twenty eighth, which you can still register for if you'd like to be baptized. Um, otherwise, yeah, just hearing stories of Grace. We keep joking. Our intern. Oh yeah, she was on the podcast a couple yeah. weeks ago, named Grace. Yay. We're just gonna bring her out and be like, "What's so amazing about Grace?" <laughs> Everyone has to say one thing. Say one thing one that nice you like about, about Grace. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every single week. It has to be something new. No repeats. Yeah. No, it'll be cool. It'll be a good series. I'm excited because I uh, one of the things I get to teach on in the series is grace in the Old Testament, mm, which nice. will be very exciting. Grace is like saturated in the New Testament. But I was going to say, the, few and far between. In the, in the, Old, the Testament, Old Testament. Well, it's like it's a matter of how defining it. Oh, yeah. Because in the New Testament, grace is defined as the saving grace of Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection, which of course is like the theme of mm-hmm. the New Testament. But in the in the First Testament, that's uh, it's less. It's Are you going to make obvious. something up, or will it be? Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to totally <laughs> make. Yeah, just total make it up. I'm going to I'm going to plagiarize. Like okay. C.S. Kidding, Lewis. we would never ever do that. No, everyone. This, he's totally joking. I am totally joking. In fact, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the other end where I give credit when I don't need to because I just mm. don't. I feel like. Everybody needs to know I have very few original ideas. It's almost <laughs> always like Lindsay or somebody from our team here. Yeah, inspire or you. It's every not been day. Brent yet. Yeah. It's never been it's Brent. Just a which source is weird. of inspiration <laughs> for yeah. everyone. Yeah. I get it. 
lot of um, what's amazing about grace coming up all right now let's uh let's move on quick with our summer slice question of the week last week was our our parenting episode in which we talked about uh, if you could give one parenting tip what would it be and sarah suggested you might have been joking, but I took it seriously. <laughs> I think I thought you mentioned it. Oh, you man. said next week we're going to do one on marriage. Oh, I thought you did. Okay, well, either way. It wasn't Brent. That's all we know. Okay. Yeah, for uh, sure was it me. <laughs> so the question is, if you could give one piece, which I know you're going to be like, I have three things, but you know, whatever. Uh, one piece <laughs> of uh, marriage advice, either to somebody who's not married, somebody who's about to get married, uh, what would that advice be? <laughs> Okay. I got nothing because I don't really know what I'm doing. But. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, the first thing that popped in my head was some unlearning to have to do. And Ooh. I wish that someone would have told me this. But through um, counseling, Hannah and I have realized a lot of root. And well, we've went to counseling in a lot of different seasons. But mm-hmm. we've this topic comes up a lot. And it is this idea that like we complete each other. It's just like not true. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think I grew up very much. And so every time there was like a lack of something or yeah, I would, for me at least I was like looking for her to complete something in mm. me and just learning that like wholeness is not found in a person. It's found well one in Jesus. And mm-hmm. then like that is for me, like I don't, I'm not looking for her to fulfill something, yeah. um, has been something that we've both like when we get to like the root of it, it's just like, you're not showing up in a way that makes me feel like, mm. like, I feel like I'm lacking something that you're supposed to do. It's like a subconscious expectation. Yeah. And yeah. it just like, but we were told that that was said all growing up. I remember it was like, you're going to find a person and they're going to complete you. And, <laughs> and it just like, and I would say, and I mean, anyone can disagree. This is just my opinion that that's not like looking for that in another human being sure. is just impossible. That yeah. Christ is like, the fulfillment of that. Um, yeah. So anyways, so that is like, I wish someone would have been like, yeah. yes, like you're going to get together and be a team. You. Yes. That yes. Was the word compliment compliment you. Each other and you'll be you. a team and you'll accomplish probably a lot more sure, sure. together. Mm-hmm. All of that I think is true. But this idea of like our identity, you can fill this void that, and, that there's yeah. like a void in me that you're going to fill because yeah. the minute that you don't help like fill those spots, it just creates so much conflict. Cause yes. you think like that's mm-hmm. the expectation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, We've just learned that that is not, I'm not seeking that out in her and she shouldn't seek that out in me because we're going to, there might be sometimes you might have like a week where you're like, wow, this person really fills this mm-hmm. spot so well, but it just isn't sustainable as humans. And so mm-hmm. that would be my thing is That's that, good. yeah, they can compliment you and you're going to go so much farther with a teammate and someone that you're doing life with. It is, it's great to have a partner, but it is not, I wouldn't look for a lack of yourself and someone else outside yep. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So good. he's kind of like ultimate, mm-hmm. you know. Tom Cruise so. was wrong. What movie was that where he said you complete me? Um, Renee Zellweger. Jerry Maguire? Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Thank you. Yeah. He was wrong. It's like an older person thing. <laughs> Who Tom. knew? Who, Who knew, knew Tom, Tom Cruise could be wrong? <laughs> First time he's been wrong <laughs> wow, ever about anything. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the first time for me to be wrong. So. Well, well, us too. We're on the edge of our seat. We can't wait. Sarah, yeah. what's yours? Um, okay, so mine is funny that you said three things, but I feel like the, <laughs> the two things fall under the umbrella of the one, I would say. I know. Like I'm for me, in my experience, has been that, you know, your spouse should be your best friend that you're a team, that you're for each other, that you're building something together, um, but that you're communicating and listening. Hmm. 
And I mean, I think listening, as I go back to last week too, like even with your kids, like listening to people is so important. I think mm. at the beginning of my own marriage, it was a lot of like each of us wanting to be heard as to like why we were right or like mm -hmm. who was more justified and how they were feeling or what they were thinking. And now it just to spend more time listening because a lot of times when you listen to the words that they're saying and the things that they're saying, there's a lot of feeling and emotion and maybe even past trauma behind mm. um, what they're trying to communicate or what they're trying to get accomplished. And so I think just the communicating, you can never communicate enough with your spouse. You can mm. never have too many conversations with your spouse about all the things like nothing should be off the table. Everything's on the table, all the conversations. Like if you don't agree on something, like hear each other out and ask like, well, why do you feel that way? Or why mm -hmm. do you feel like we shouldn't do that? Or we should do that. And, and really just listen and, and build your friendship together because like you're spending your life with this person for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. It's a very long it's time. A long time. Yeah. It's a yeah. long time. I'm hoping it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow if the bus hits or you. Or tomorrow, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Hey, I'll be, I'll be home with the Lord. So I feel, I feel okay for me. Oh my goodness. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I can think of a lot of things, not because I'm an expert, but because I've f failed so many times. And like Lindsay, I mean, you know, some of our that. history, like Lindsay and I too. came in just with, I mean, all of the baggage sounds like the wrong word. Just we, both of our, you know, upbringings and parents and family experience, there was just a lot of like subconscious expectations we didn't know mm -hmm. we had and so some of that was good like i remember you know we in our wedding vows said the phrase i will never divorce you and Lindsay said i will never cheat on you so we there were some things from our past that we were kind of like hey we really mm -hmm. this has made us want to be very direct and intentional about mm -hmm. you know things that we did when when we dated things we didn't we did like things i said we did so there's just a lot and and you know especially this past season past year and a half we've been in very regular counseling every single week at least uh one of us or both of us together so i feel like there's a lot i could say uh <laughs> i wrote a i wrote a blog post a long time ago called like five things we need to stop saying about marriage so there's a couple in there that i really think are like mar like marriages it used to be marriage is 50 50 then somebody was like nope marriage is 100 100 like you both mm, have to give a hundred. Okay. But Lindsay and I actually, she had this concept where she's like, I think it's honestly like marriage is whatever percentage, the most percentage you can give. And if you're in a season where you can't give as much, your spouse yeah. will mm -hmm. make that up. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's so true. Cause there was a season, there was like a year long season where I battled and discovered a struggle with depression. And in that season, Lindsay had to like give a lot more than I really could. And then by that next year, it, it flipped completely and she was going through yeah. some stuff. And so I had to, so it really was like, mm -hmm. give everything you can and trust that the Lord and your spouse will make, well, you know, when it comes to like kids and household. Mm -hmm. family, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That was one thing. One thing I recommend to every single couple I talk to, especially for doing premarital stuff, is all the premarital count. Did you guys do premarital counseling? No, I wish uh -huh. we had. So it was it blessing you did it too. Yeah, it was good and it was beneficial. So don't I don't want you to mishear me. The thing that surprised me is, or here, here's the truth: premarital counseling. You can talk about all the things you know you have expectations for, mm -hmm. but what Lindsay and I discovered, myself especially, is for whatever reason, once that marriage flip is switched there were all of a sudden like deep down 
you know, from my, not, not wounds, but just like things I'd experienced as a child and in my parents' marriage, expectations I didn't know I had mm. that all of a sudden were th- was this cause yeah. of friction. Like our first year of marriage was so rough. Yeah. That being part of the reason is because we were like, why didn't we, first we were like, why are we frustrated? And then we were like, why didn't we talk about this? And we got to a point where we're like, oh, I didn't know about this. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know this was an expectation in, <laughs> in our marriage. So uh-huh. one of my biggest pieces of advice to couples is I'm like, do the premarital stuff because you'll you know talk about all the things you're aware mm-hmm. of. Also, schedule a counseling appointment at your six month mark to mm-hmm. plan to talk about the things you didn't know you had expectations yeah. of mm-hmm. that, are, that are gonna come up when you're married. That's yeah. so true. And you can't, yeah, because you can't predict them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just something, it's you know. so true. This is such a funny one just to like rat on myself about how I was a <laughs> Ooh, jerk fun. about it. Let's bring Hannah in. But Hannah, come on in. <laughs> she would say this. I, it was probably six months to a year into our marriage. Mm-hmm. I, again, I would have never said that this is something that like when we were getting married, we were both pretty, not anti-traditional, but we weren't like the traditional, like you're going to be in the home yeah, and like yeah, you're yeah. going to do like <laughs> yeah. roles or anything like that. So I was like, we're progressive and I'm like, <laughs> we're a team. But I remember it was like a year into it. I just had this mindset and it was from just what I grew up in, but just that Hannah and at work, she is this way a thousand percent, but that she'd be like the super organized wife. And it'd be like, we go on a trip. She's like, cause mm-hmm. that's how my mom was. It was mm-hmm. like, I, my dad never had to think of anything. It was just like super planned mm-hmm. and not that Hannah is not, but I would say she definitely doesn't lean into that. Like when she's at work, it's like fully who she is. She's mm-hmm. really on top of it at home. It's not her personality. Right, right. And I remember it was like, we were doing something like going on a trip and I had came home and I was like, Oh, like, did you get the stuff ready to go? And she's like, no, like I haven't got anything <laughs> ready to go. And I'm like, nothing like we're nothing's ready. Like we're not ready at all. She's like, no, not at all. Like we'll just, do it together now. And I was like so bothered and so worked up, <laughs> but it was like realizing that I was like, yeah, I had this expectation mm-hmm. that like, that's just how it was when I grew up. It was like yeah. my mom had every detail planned and mm-hmm. I really like that. But what we've realized is in some of those things, I'm a little bit more strong. Like I, I actually like to do it. So sure. it's just, yeah. but the expectation, it was just the most random thing right. that I never mm-hmm. thought would bother me. But I was like, no, I thought that you'd be the person to like, okay, like here's the list and Mm -hmm. here's what we're doing and I've got this all packed up and Mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely not. Like I thought we would like you do your stuff, I do mine and we just go about our day. Yeah. Yeah. So just funny, but that is so true. The expectations that you don't even realize are there. And some of that plays into what you were talking, like some of the expectations of like filling that void or meeting that need Uh or, you know, completing that emotional Uh shortcoming or whatever. Um, the only thing I'll say is, and this is a, I'm not disagreeing with scripture, so let's get get that out there. But the whole, the whole golden rule of like, treat others the way you'd want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Great way to live. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I'm adding a slight addendum to it only because Lindsay and I run into this all the time. And most couples I talk to, we were laughing, uh, uh, Chris and Sarah and I were laughing about this the other day, how when the Lord brings people together are so different yes so different and it as you said can be a compliment like that if you lean into that that means you're doubling your Mm -hmm. perspectives and experiences and strengths and all that so i think obviously that's why he does it but also but well no so here's what i learned and Lindsay and i've run into this all the time where we will treat each other the way that i would like to be treated or she you know she treats me the way Uh she would like to be treated but that doesn't always mean it's the mm-hmm. best way to love 
mm-hmm. the other yeah. person. Does that yeah. make sense? So totally. Or like showing appreciation. Yeah. It feels like it comes out a lot. So you're like, there's just been so many times uh-huh. where we've said something to the effect of like, well, if you did that to me, I'd love it or I'd feel so hurt. And then the response is like, well, I wouldn't. Like what you know? I what do you mean? I don't understand. So it really is. It's it takes more. It's like another level of love mm-hmm. to uh-huh. go. It's not necessarily treat others how I would want to be treated. It's learning how they want to be treated mm-hmm. and treating them that way, yeah. which is so much more difficult because yeah. it yeah. might not always make logical sense and doesn't always and almost certainly is not going to come naturally. And and then on the flip side, having grace, you know, for the I remember I learned that. As I got older with my parents, being able to look back and seeing some of the things they did, I used to think were so, uh, you know, not great. Mm -hmm. And seeing them in a new lens going, this truly was like them loving me the best that they could. And it just changed my perspective Mm -hmm. to not be like, wow, that was a swing swing and a miss. It's like, wow, they really took a big swing there. That means a lot that they really tried. So same thing with Lindsay and I, where we have to like, I have to, again, it doesn't come naturally, but I have to stop and go, I don't need to just treat her how I would want to be treated because mm-hmm. more often than not, because we're so different, that's not really going to land. I need to stop in moments and go, okay, wait, what, you know, what, how would Lindsay receive this? How would she hear this? What mm-hmm. does she need in this moment? And I got to tell you, I'm pretty perfect at it. So, um, <laughs> Lindsay, come on in. Yeah. What? Oh no, babe, no, get out of here. What are you doing? So anyway, so that, that was like a weird click for me to go. It's yeah. not, it's not just treat others the way you, you yourself would want to be treated. It's learning how yeah. they really yeah. are gonna like best receive and give and and learning to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, Whew. there's a lot we could talk about yeah. here, but my goodness, all right. Well, uh, I was just nervous we were gonna get into SCX, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. my god, I'm so glad you spelled that. Too- what does that spell? Well, kids might listen. I know, I know. Sarah, <laughs> but I was, I'm like, Bless is gonna have to mute Sarah or something. <laughs> Because <laughs> of course she'd be the one. No, but I was nervous. I was a little hot. I was like, what I makes you think we would go? Well, I don't, we don't. I don't we wouldn't know. talk about I just that. Was like marriage, I mean, it's not anything to be ashamed of. I'm just no, saying. Like I was like nervous. I was nervous for Blossom. I was nervous <laughs> for me. I mean, Lindsay and I are still abstaining though. We uh, yeah. we've we've yeah, committed to. Um, we should do a podcast episode on it. All right. Well, you go ahead and uh, filter that through John and Ashley. Yeah, we'll let you bring that up. Sarah and I will be uh, looking for a replacement well, so you for you just on put the a podcast. Beat everywhere I spell that, <laughs> just to confuse people. No, don't, because then they'll think you said something worse. I yeah, know. that's true. That is true. Uh, All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and note. shut Brent's mic yeah. off while we go. To, uh, I just have to say that first year of marriage is very hard for anybody Agreed. getting into marriage. Like that first not year, for ev- not for everybody, not for everybody. But for, for those of you the- who it was hard, don't be discouraged. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. It, the best is yet to come. The I really first, believe that. Like that just <laughs> the fifth. Yeah. Like every two years, it feels sure. like something. Is but like, I think they like. But I think that's how we grow in our faith too. And we have to think yeah. about that in the context of when we're challenged by things in our faith. That's where we grow. So when we're challenged by things in our marriage, like even yeah. though we find it annoying because we're living in that relationship in our home where we want to be yeah. comfortable and not annoyed by someone else living their life and breathing loudly next to us. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> no, I just like, I think it, there's just those times where like we all go through ebbs and flows. Like nobody's marriage is perfect. You could look mm-hmm. at somebody's marriage and say, wow, they have such a great marriage, but just know that if they are in a really good place, they have worked really yeah. hard to get there yeah. so it's almost like it it hollywood has the representation of like 
you know, you start on the high with the honeymoon mm-hmm. phase, and then just slowly it'll it'll decline and become worse, and then yeah. you'll you know get sick of each other. But really, real life is almost the exact opposite, mm-hmm. where it's like you know starting your life, sharing it with another human being mm-hmm. is difficult and yes. un- un- cuz you're both two selfish people two wanting what you want when you want it coming together people. to live in a house yeah. and have a marriage and it's like oh man so it's almost like it uh, <laughs> gen- not that there's not a honeymoon phase and not that there's not peaks and valleys but like genuinely to your point i believe as you said wherever you start it's just going to get better mm-hmm. yeah. and it it will get harder before yeah. it gets better you yeah. will have to work hard but if you stay you know committed and true to that track like the best years are, which is why, you know, I, young people have such a hard time understanding how older couples who have been married are like, it, our marriage is the best it's ever been. Or we're the mm-hmm. closest we're, you know, and young mm-hmm. people are like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't, you can't, you're old and you can't do anything. And it's not as exciting, but it's like, no, no, no they've yeah. understood their marriage has matured and progressed mm-hmm. and they've grown closer and better communication yes. and honesty and, mm-hmm. you know, understanding each other. It's like, that's what, that's where we're going. It, yeah. it, it will get yeah. better as long as you keep putting the work yeah. in. So yeah. be encouraged if you're in a hard stage of marriage right like now, that. because it, it will get better and just, you know, dive in and spend that time with each other to kind of figure that out and navigate and communicate and listen. And a lot of grace. So much grace. Have a ton of grace. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Brent. Were you, why were you singing the star spangled banner this morning? It was just on my heart for some reason. I liked it. I want you to sing it every morning. It's we're not gonna probably do that, but I it was. I woke up with a song in my heart, and it was the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, I love that. I, like I wake that. up with songs in my heart sometimes too, and I just sing them around our house. Has it ever been the Star Spangled Banner? No, no. <laughs> it I might be tomorrow. No. Maybe Shakira. <laughs> Actually, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. or milkshake confessional. Who's that song? Who did milkshake? What was her name? My milkshake, yeah. What's that? Is that Miss? No, no, it's and they're like, it's better than yeah. I want to say Kesha, but that's not no Keyless or McKee. We're gonna look it up. All right, well, uh, this week, uh, what's so amazing about Grace? Excited about the series leading up to baptism. Also, just a heads up on uh, August 28th. Baptism Sunday, we are only having one service here on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., yes. followed by our outdoor baptism and celebration. So, so make fun. sure make sure you're there. A big party. Big party. Make a note on that. Coming up, actually, this Sunday as well, uh, on the 7th, we are having our outdoor cookout, church cookout slash cornhole tournament. All the cornhole tournament spots are filled, but if you'd like to join in the waiting list, you can do that. Uh, otherwise, just register to come out and eat some free food and hang out. Cheer on. Cheer and Kona on. Ice, two trucks. Kona. Co- Two tr- that's good, yeah, because that one last gets pretty overwhelmed. Was, they ended up having to send somebody in at the last minute. I know they the stayed l- like an hour and a half later. Yeah, yeah it was two crazy. trucks. Good for two good trucks for this them. year. All right, Brent, you have the artist. Um, yes, Kelly's. Oh, Kelly's. Kelly's. Oh. Right? Is that how you say K E L I S? I think it's Kelly's. Kelly's. Yeah, I don't think it's Kelly's. Like, this is <laughs> Kelly's Toyota Honda. I'm so sorry, Kelly's, if <laughs> you're Toyota. listening. Kelly's. Kalise is definitely listening to this yeah. podcast. My yes. milkshake brings all the money. Okay, mm-hmm. all, right. Okay, doke, all right. Moving on. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us. We will see you back. Uh, we'll see you this weekend at church and at uh, our cookout at Stone, Stone Ridge Estates. Stone Ridge Estates yeah. at that park there. Otherwise, from all of us behind the scenes, stay, stay bonus, bonus Heartland. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome. Sarah, what happened to you? Thanks for listening to the Bonus Content Podcast. We'll see you this Sunday at Heartland, either in person or online. If you have any questions or there is anything we can do to serve you, please head to our website, weareheartland.us. 
Otherwise, rate and review the podcast to get a personal shout out. And we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of the Bonus Content Podcast.